0: What is going on, Blue Jays fans? Welcome back to the sixth episode of Flipping the Bird. My name is Bryce Hunt, and I'm joined by Josh Frysam. Josh, I know uh, this week's pretty busy for you with the NFL Draft. I appreciate you taking some time for to uh, make the April recap edition of the Flipping the Bird podcast.
1: Yeah, man, absolutely pleasure's all mine as always, and uh, just happy to be back on and, and talk some ball with you. I know it's been a little bit, little bit since we made our last episode, but like uh like everybody else we've just been enjoying the the beginning of this J- Blue Jays season and and it's we'll get into it here but uh it's obviously been exciting but but been slightly concerning at times so let, let's definitely dive into this
0: for sure so this is our first episode of in-season baseball for the Toronto Blue Jays and it was maybe a little underwhelming after the offseason that we had. Of course, we were big spenders. We came home with the grand prize of George Springer, who didn't even play until April 28th. Um, but, you know, we still got to see some guys like Marcus Semien, um, Stephen Matz kind of make their impact on this team. So, you know, it wasn't as hot out of the gates as most fans probably would have liked but um you know i I think that's the case for a lot of teams in the league right you know the nl east which probably has three to four playoff contenders they don't have a team over 500 right now so it definitely could be a different story for us we've seen the yankees slow out of the gates um the rays a little slow out of the gates so the al east we're not out of this thing we play 162 games I, i don't think there's a lot to be wrapped up in the first month of any baseball season specifically this one um, when you know we're, we're not in our home ballpark we're playing out of Dunedin which has proved a little uh, interesting at times with with the lighting and the shadows but um, you make do with what you got we have a lot of good things to talk about in this uh, monthly recap and why don't we start on the mound I know Coming into this season, it was, it was a little bit of a question mark for us, is how is the starting pitching going to do? Can this bullpen pitch in big games and big innings for us? We we kind of were hoping that this offense was going to carry the team, and it, it's really been the other way around with this pitching staff. Primarily the three lefties right at the top of the rotation with Ryu, Mats, and Robbie Ray. Um, basically just from what you've seen out of those three guys, what what is the eye test showing you that we have in these three?
1: Matt and Bryce, it, it's it's been a treat to watch these guys, and 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 really, it's kind of given us a a solidified three that we didn't even know we really had. Like in in the offseason, we were assuming Nate, Nate Pearson, well, until he got hurt, of course, we were assuming Nate Pearson was going to be a part of this this rotation. But but now these three have really kind of taken over. Listen, we knew what we were going to get with. With Ryu, um, we, we knew what he was going to bring to the table in, in terms of his just dissection of, of the strike zone and, and, and high ground ball rate, right? But, but it was really Robbie Ray and Steven Matz that have been the true surprises of our starting rotation so far. These guys have been, I mean, Matz was leading the, was leading the MLB in wins um, up until, I want to say, just this past week uh, with four wins. So that, that's been encouraging. And then Robbie Ray has really, I mean, his, his grunt is, is you know, he's on the mound, you know, whenever he's grunting, whenever you hear that grunt, but, but uh, Robbie Ray has been really incredible to watch as well. Um, these guys, their breaking balls have been working for them, and uh, it's all led to, along with the bullpen, um, we are sixth right now, as of this day recording, uh, in ERA right now at, at, at 3.35, so... The starting rotation with these three guys that we have really, really leaned upon um, to be good and to continue their solid play along with the bullpen, um, that has truly, truly been the biggest surprise so far early in the early goings of the season. Um, what, what about you and, uh, and your thoughts on, on what you've seen from our three lefties here out, out of the gates?
0: Well, you love to see it, right? I mean, all three of these guys are, are have sub-three ERAs, right? They've all pitched deep into games. Matt's almost had that complete game shutout in Kansas City. Like, they haven't just been good, they've been dominant, right? Robbie Ray was a little bit late to the season coming off the IL, but Steven Matts and Hunjin Ryu, it seems like every fifth day, you're, you're just going to win a game with these guys on the mound, and a lot of that just comes to these guys attacking the zone they're not walking a lot of guys Steven Matz had the one hiccup against Washington that um, you know happened at the end of the month but even in that start he didn't even get hit around that hard it was mostly ground balls he gave up one home run but you know his balls on the ground depending on where we're shifted or how we're playing a team like the Nationals who we don't see as much you know that, that could be a different story if we're playing a team that we know a little better uh, Ryu, of course, he, he he had to leave his start against the Rays with, with an injury. It wasn't anything serious, thankfully, because we need these two guys. But, man, the one area that this team has, you know, dominated the league, I'll say, is the bullpen with guys Dolis, Thornton, Barucki, Phelps, Meza, Castro, Chatwood, Merriweather, Romano, Kay. Like, holy smokes, you want to talk about guys showing up to work every day. It started on day one of the season when we watched Julian Merriweather, who we acquired for Josh Donaldson a few years ago. He's been injured the last couple years, and I remember thinking when Charlie sent him out for the ninth against the Yankees, is is he really ready? He hasn't pitched in many big league innings, especially high-leverage big league innings, and he dominated just as he did every outing he's had this year we've seen the same from romano dolise anthony castro has one of the best sliders I, I i've seen in recent memory from a blue jay like this this bullpen is so fun to watch when they just let it eat and what a treat it's been uh ryan baruck has been a dominant left-handed arm out of the pen tim Mays has been great everything you could ask for from this bullpen they've been doing and they they're the reason why our record you know 11 and 12 isn't maybe five six games under 500 because they've stolen games for us while this offense has been slumping and, and that's kind of where sorry that's kind of where i want to transition into next is with this offense We we've seen some emergence but can you talk a little bit about maybe some fallen expectations from this offense in the first month of the season
1: yeah, man, you want to know what it, it has been a little bit disappointing from the offensive standpoint because like we both just finished saying right and, and like we talked about all off season, we were expecting it to be the complete opposite way we were all of our concerns were lying on the mound like do we need to, you know, we, we, we went out and acquired a couple of, of different we acquired mats and, and, and Robbie White Ray and whatnot and, and Tyler Chatwood and we, we have these guys. Uh, that we brought in on the offseason, we kind of said, okay, this looks great. And it's like, oh, but do we need another starting arm here? You know, or or do we need another guy for the bullpen? Like, we weren't really sure. But we didn't ever really have any concerns about the offense at any given point, especially when we brought in George Springer and when we brought in Marcus Semien. Um, the, it, it has been disappointing. We had guys like Marcus Semyon get off to a really hot start. I can't remember exactly what his what his, uh, uh, his slash lines were or, or, or even uh, how many homers he had or anything like that. But, but Marcus Simeon got off to a really hot start, the early, early going of this season in the first week or so. And then he kind of tailed off a little bit. And now we've seen him come out of that leadoff role and, and drop into about the, 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 sixth, the sixth hole. Um, and, and then besides that, it's really only been, I'm going to say, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., um, Boba Bichette has even been kind of Boba has been having good at bats but he hasn't necessarily been spectacular statistically um, and, and, and then you have even Randall who who's actually been pretty pretty darn good for us but outside of those guys it hasn't really been much consistency like, like Vladdy's really only been the, the really consistent bat for us this season um, and which is phenomenal but but besides that, I mean, you, you, we were expecting more. We were expecting to be, have great depth in this order, be one really through eight or nine as, as especially when we have a guy like uh, Alejandro Kirk playing, which I don't mean you both have some comments to make about his playing time, but, but we were expecting to be a deep batting order, consistent batting order. And really it hasn't been. And honestly, I've been really specifically disappointed with with guys, like although he's turned it up in in the past and very recently, but Kevin Biggio, um, Ludus Guriel Jr., uh, LGJ there, he, he, he hasn't been really outstanding. But I think that Marcus Semien as well, his hot start really raised the bar for our expectations of him. And he's kind of been tailing off a little bit recently. So I'd like to see him get back up to it. But really, it's just all about at the end of the day, man, let, let let's get a little bit more consistency. We don't need to be seeing, you know, five balls fly out of the park at, on, on a nightly basis by any stretch, but but let's get some guys on base like we were expecting. Let's get wood on the ball and, and let's see if we can't get our big hitters at the top of the order to, to drive in those runs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the biggest problem that I've had with this lineup it's all rhythm for me, right? There hasn't really been a consistent one through nine. And most of that is is in part to injuries, of course. Uh, Springer missed most of the first month. Teoscar went on the 10-day IL. Lourdes spent some time on the COVID list. Uh, we saw Cavan have to miss a few games. But you just haven't had that one game where everyone in the offense, one through nine, is clicking like like we had hoped that they would, right? It's been a lot of... Vladdy gets two hits tonight, and everyone else is over, right? Maybe Bo gets three hits tonight. Vladdy goes one for four, and everybody else is just kind of, you know, meh, right? You're not getting yeah. that clutch base hit. You're this team is the worst hitting team in baseball when it comes to runners with scoring position, right? So we got to find some timely hits. I'm sure the, the timing will come having Springer in that number one slot is going to be huge for, for everyone else. And Teo's coming back. I expect may to be a very different situation for this lineup. And I expect to see a, a lot more consistency. We'll say a lot more timely hitting once guys kind of figure out their spot. There's not a lot of pressure, pressure on Biggio to lead off games anymore. Guriel is going to drop down. Gritchick's, ex- Won that DH spot over Teles, who's been optioned to the alternate site, and we can get into it right now, man. I you feel for Danny Jansen, but man, has he he's been fighting it all year, and his batting <laughs> averages dropped down below zero four five. And we we're we're not we're gonna call a spade a spade. We we all want to see Alejandro Kirk. We've all wanted to see Alejandro Kirk. Now, granted, he only has. F- Ten less at bats than Danny Jansen, but those are ten more at bats we'd like to see in the hands of Alejandro Kirk. Is there anything you want to say about uh, Kirk's time here?
1: I I think I think he kind of nailed nailed it on the head, uh, uh, hammered the nail on the head there, man. It, it, it's uh, it's been kind of painful at times to watch Danny Jansen, like, it, and especially in some situations where you know we how we talked about not having enough consistency near the bottom of the order. Well, when we do have, get some hits and get some ducks on the pond here at the bottom of the order, and then we have Danny Jansen come up and he turns uh, and it leads to a double play. You know, that's just, that's frustrating to say the least as a, as a, as a fan of the Blue Jays. So Danny Jansen hasn't really, like, listen, you, you do feel for him in a sense because it's, it's he, he's proven that he can get it done at times. Um, but it's just, and 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 really even in a couple of the recent games you know he's gotten wood on the ball it's just it just hasn't been it hasn't been going for him and 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 at, at this point like i understand you know i guess there's kudos to to charlie montoyo for for sticking with him and and trying to get him out of this slump but i mean man like at 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 some point you know alejandro kirk when he has been given his opportunity he's kind of like he's been like uh, Santiago Espinoff for me um, when he is given his opportunity he really has made the most of it. I feel calm a lot more calm when Alejandro Kirk is is at bat you know like I, I have a lot more optimism that we're gonna get a runner on base here with Alejandro Kirk um, with the bat in his hands so Danny Jens I'm really not sure what the what the what the remedy is. Right, what the solution is for him to get the bat going. I'm, I'm hopeful that it'll eventually come because obviously, at least from what the first month has told us, is that Charlie is not going to go away from Danny Johnson um, anytime soon. So, I, I really do hope that he he gets finds some a little bit of consistency because this this uh, batting average has just been atrocious to say the least.
0: Yeah, I, I made a tweet earlier in the month. Um, that actually still holds up. It was it was a few weeks ago, but Danny hasn't gotten a hit since. That there are over ten pitchers in the National League who have as many or more hits than Danny Jansen, and when that's your starting catcher who's getting regular at bats, that's it's just not good enough in this league. This is a this is a what have you done for me lately league, and I get that Danny's a a defense first catcher, and a lot of the pitchers like working with him, but you can't go up in an American league lineup on a playoff team, having a guaranteed out every ninth guy up, right. It it kills the flow of an offense. And, you know, I I love our chances a lot more with Kirk. I really do. Um, But, but going away from probably our our least impressive player, I I really think we do need to spend some time talking about Vladdy because man, has it been fun to watch. I I did mention, we've talked about it before, but just, Every time he comes up to the plate, you, you think the ball is going 450 feet, 112 plus off the bat. It's it's magic. It's what we expected from the kid. He's 22 years old. People love to forget that in his first two years. There's been a lot of people calling him a bust, what have you. He is absolutely killing the baseball right now. And he's up there with the likes of Mike Trout, Byron Buxton, Uriman Mercedes as the hottest hitter in the league in the month of April and that that's something that really deserves some praise cuz he has been absolute dynamite. He had that three home run game something that his father who's a hall of famer was never able to accomplish in his prestigious major league career. I what can't you say about this kid? He's having fun. He's doing it with the glove. He's doing it with the bat. He's leading this team. And he's stolen a few games for us, just like those pitchers we we mentioned earlier are. I know, um, I know you have him on on your fantasy baseball team and in the league that we play in. So I, I'm sure you have nothing but uh, high praises for this guy. What do you think?
1: Yeah, man, he's 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 turned into must see TV. Where every time he uh, every time he has the bat in his hands, every time he takes takes to the plate, man, must see TV. You do not wanna do not wanna step away whatsoever because. It's just it's it's been it's been said so many times, but I think that we we can't stop talking about the fact like it's just how much he has matured, right? It's 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 he's not swinging crazy at the ball on at every at bat, and and listen, that's something that when you're a young player, and and especially when you have as much talent, when you are oozing with as much talent as Vladdy is, and you've had uh, the success that he had from a young age. You know, you you get even if you're in the majors and you got that confidence, you're, you're trying to swing at everything. You want to crush that ball, but the thing is, is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. What he's done now is he is he's, he understands that. Listen, not every pitch is going to be the pitch to to, to send it out of the park, or maybe not every not every at bat is to go out of the park either, right? You take take your take your your balls where you have, a, and 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 that that is precisely what has made him just that much better is the fact that he's just been able to get on base. He's on base percentages is is 484 right now. Right. Just pretty absurd. Right. OPS is, is uh, over a thousand right now. Um, Slugging is, is over, is, is 693. He's, he's seeing the ball extremely well. And, and I'm glad, I'm really happy with the way you ended your, your take about there, Bryce is that, He's he's doing it all right now, right? We were a little bit concerned in the off with maybe how he was going to uh, continue to adjust to first base. Vladi's been arguably our best infielder, right? The, this so far, like I mean, maybe Marcus Semyon. The argument could be made for him. He's been rock solid as well at second base, but but Vladi has been very very good at first base, and 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 not only that, but it's also been I'm I'm seeing in when they when the camera pans to him in the dugout and. He's got his arm and squeezing, squeezing Beau Bichette's shoulder, and he's talking to everybody and their mom in the dugout, you know. And and it's just kind of like it, it's he's he's not only good, great with the bat right now. It's he's he's turned into a seasoned pro in in this, uh, and and turned into a leader really in his dugout. So I think that that's just really encouraging things that we're seeing from from Vladimir Guerrero Jr listen, there's, there's no signs of him slowing down right now. Of course, um, we don't, I don't, I think it'd be a little bit absurd of us to expect him to continue to play at this rate for the rest of the season. But, but, but listen, he, he is on pace for a a spectacular year. Um, one of those years where we, we look back and say, okay, he is here and he is now established as one of the better hitters in, in, in major leagues. So sit back and enjoy the show folks, because, uh, Wadi, Wadi is here
0: definitely and uh yeah i think that pretty much wraps up for our for our hitters um i want to talk about in the field though because the defense of this team is something we knew was going to be a little bit of a red flag coming into the season and, and it's proved that way right we we've seen 15 total team errors our infield all of them have come from right so That's second in the big leagues behind the Padres, who have had a a rough start from Tatis. But Biggio, Bichette on the left side just haven't been... maybe haven't found their footing. I know Biggio, obviously, it's not his first position, but this team is really hurting at the third-base position with Kevin Biggio and Joe Panic over there. And it's starting to cost us some runs and, and in some cases, some games. So I, I think it was... It was a risk we knew we were taking when we signed Marcus Semien this offseason, who has played a really nice second base for us. Um, but third base, is, it's a problem right now. And I, I, I don't know how it gets uh, solved, whether we give Santiago Espinal some more time, who has looked phenomenal over there. If we give Semien a shot at third base, I know in his contract he, he didn't want to play a corner, but um, you know maybe he would be willing to based on the team's performance. But that's been the biggest problem defensively for me is is that corner spot. Would you say the same?
1: No, no question, no question. Um, it's it's been it's been kind of painful at times, really, uh, to see it. And and you want to know what The thing is, is that I find us where we've been. You know, you and I we, we text a lot about uh, in game and stuff like that about um, you know what we're seeing out there. And and the thing is, I find that we often are trying to find excuses to make for cabin biggio or whoever is playing the corner even if it is joe panic over there because joe panic's had his fair share of uh of errors as well over there at that corner kind of seems like it's cursed or something like that unless like you said santiago espinal is playing over there um but i find ourselves making excuses for cabin biggio at times say oh well he's only 26 years old right uh oh it's he's not playing his, his regular position but it's at some point, and again, I, I understand that we are only a month into the season, but but there's just for me at some point, you know, you are a professional. You are playing this position each and every day. You are at practice or or, or whatever. Um, you need to find a, a point in time in which you know you, there's no more excuse to be made. You either perform or you don't. And and he was his 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 uh war rating was was below zero for a while it was it was we were actually better without him in the lineup for for the longest for most of this month and uh it's just now recently got back to zero after uh, he's had a couple of decent performances with the bat as of late but it's been no question like, like with the bat that that can come with time i mean obviously it's been frustrating to see him with the bat and and he hasn't been great but when, when it comes to the defensive side of things with the glove and you're just making just errors that are just basic fundamentals, it seems like at times, you know, that is where it really starts to get concerning. And that's when I kind of start to say, okay, I start making the call for Santiago Espinal to come in, who, like you just finished saying, has been absolutely rock solid over there at third base. But uh, I'm not sure what, what the what – the, solution is Bryce uh, over there for Cavan. I don't know if it is just more time but he really does need to to fix it quickly especially if we're going to continue to rely on him because because like you said right now he has cost us a couple games in the early goings of the season
0: for sure man and and of course the the thing to keep in mind is we still do have 140 games left in this grueling long season right so these are just first impressions Uh, a lot of baseball to go Well, let's just finish up this episode maybe kind of looking forward to May because as hopeful as April was, because it was the first month of the season, this is going to be probably the first real test where we get to see this team. You know, their feet are wet. They're starting to get some chemistry. We're going to see a full month, hopefully, of George Springer, a full month, hopefully, of Teoscar Hernandez. We're going to see that A lineup that we had drawn up. I'm excited, man. We're supposed to be getting Nate Pearson back very soon. We should have four solid starters going in our rotation. Our bullpen's going to come back a little bit healthier. And this is exactly what we talked about. The health of this team being so pivotable for success. And I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what this team can do in may. You take April with a grain of salt. You let the guys get their feet under them. And hopefully we can see some solid play in this upcoming month. Of course, uh, the schedule is what it is. Uh, not a lot of off days this month, so I'm excited, man. How about you?
1: You, you want to know, what, Bryce? I am excited, and, and 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 exactly. I think you made an, a a very important point there in, in that we haven't been healthy whatsoever. Um, we it started in the it started in spring training, and really we've been hit with whether it's COVID stuff. Or, or whether it is a couple of injury stuff. I know that Romano was out. Uh, There's a couple of other guys that were out. Like you said, Robbie Ray didn't even start the season um, with us. So there have been uh, ha- have been some injuries that we came into the regular season with and that we have endured already. And, and injuries are a part of, of, of the game, no question. But um, it is a little bit tough for us to say we do have to take everything with a grain of salt for sure, uh, based on what we've seen up to this point. Because... Yeah, we we haven't we probably don't have guys in their normal positions in the batting order um, that we would we would regularly like to see them in, and, and not only that, but we do not have our A lineup out there right now. We don't have our A rotation. You know, we haven't um, our, our our bullpen has been more or less healthy, but we have suffered some injuries there as well. So we haven't even had our A uh, A bullpen necessarily as well. So I think that if things can kind of come together health wise for us. And then, like you already alluded to, just with with regards to um, our feet being wet now and us kind of getting in the swing of things uh, this season, I think that there's a lot of optimism going into May here, and uh, hopefully, hopefully the boys can uh, can prove us right here and and and, and really get things pop in here in the month of May and, and start to climb those standings because the AL East is, especially with the Yankees and, and the Rays, kind of off to little sluggish starts. I mean. Um the AL East is, seems to be wide open for the taken.
0: That's well said, man. That's that's really well said. We we are the armchair GMs, right? With all these moves that happen, all the guys getting sent up, sent down, which situations they're used in. We're all just fans and we're fortunate to even be able to watch these games, so i'm looking forward to it man it's just a little bite-sized episode for for now we'll uh we'll keep updated as as the season comes anything big that happens we'll we'll have some reports on but um yeah that's that's i think that's everything we got for today man i I appreciate you coming on and enjoy that nfl draft tomorrow night
1: hey man thank you very much and uh yeah looking forward to, to hopping on here and talking some more baseball soon enough with you all
0: right man take care